All right, hopefully you know why you're here. Actually, hands up who's not quite sure what this show is. Yeah, me too. Yeah, cool. I have no idea either. These guys are going to make science fun. I think that's the broad idea. They'll introduce all their special guests. But please welcome to the stage Dan and Greg, smart enough to know better. Give it up for them. Good evening and welcome to Smart Enough to Know Better. What he said. It's a podcast of science. Comedy. And ignorance. I'm Greg Wall. And I'm Dan Beeston. Now, this is a very exciting podcast because we are live at the Planting Festival. Planting, planting, planting. Festival. And tonight, we are going to be doing something outside of our purview. Usually, yes. we will get together and we will tell interesting facts to each other. That's right. So the other person go, oh my God, I didn't know that. You know it's, that feeling? And you hear something stuff. amazing but true? Yeah, yeah so, and, and you sort of have to explain stuff to each other. Or sometimes we get experts in as well to talk about things that, you know, because we're just professional idiots. And but, don't undervalue that. Oh, no, that's a... Because <laughs> learning to say, I have no idea what you're talking about, mm. is a very important part of science. Yes, in fact, it's... The most important part in science. Otherwise, it's not really science. Yeah, that and blowing stuff up. That's right. That's true. Tonight. No, we're not blowing things up tonight. I'm sorry. Now, usually we would be impressing each other with facts. Mm-hmm. But tonight we're doing something a little bit different. Tonight, you have the opportunity to amaze us with your science facts. Yes, yes. So sit there in the audience and think, God, what, what science facts do I know? And yes. your partner will lean over and poke you and go, oh, you should tell them that thing. That thing you always say at the party and I can't shut you up about under like six beers in. What's that about? Maybe you know something about bees that no one else knows. Or maybe something about the tensile strength of steel and concrete. Right. Or the accretion disk of a black hole. That's my stuff. I love accretion disks of black holes. So that's all good. This isn't about you tonight. Oh, right? damn it. I'll give you more points if you talk about accretion disks of black, disks of black holes. That's great. Now, you will not be doing this to go home empty-handed. Nope. You'll be competing for amazing prizes. Third prize, third prize tonight, will get a wonderful shirt that looks like this. Not this, not literally this shirt off my back, but it will look we like can this. Ar- we can arrange that. Well, we can. Some people <laughs> like the musk of a strong and virile man. Like, soaked into a shirt. Uh, okay. I'm yeah. scared now. Hmm. I don't normally interact with humans. You know this. That's what makes it all the rarer. Third prize, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Second prize is an identical shirt that looks just like this or this one. Yes. First prize. (laughs) An identical shirt that looks like this. Three of the same shirts. And a shirt that looks like this. That's right, CryptoZoo shirts. shirts. That's right, Two two shirts, but I've only got one back to put them on. Some sizes may not be available. <laughs> now, <laughs> so I Sound want you sitting in the prizes. audience Thank and thinking about what science story you can right. bring to the stage. Now, if it's not true, oh, yes. you're in all sorts of trouble points wise. That's right. Because we're now, going to be basing it on how interesting this fact is, how well you told it, and how true it is. Yeah. So, who, how do we figure out how true it is? Mm-hmm. We have the most amazing resource of knowledge on the planet yes, at yes. our fingertips, Gregoire. Wikipedia! So, did all... I just like to think that all the teachers and lecturers in the audience just had their buttocks clench. Yeah. And so, you could actually... Hang on, and I just want to say that our sign language person just had to, had to sign buttock clench. Buttock clench. 
buttock clench. Yes! Actually, I'm sorry, for those people on the podcast, you should have been here tonight listening to the podcast because buttock clench was just signed again. Buttock clench, buttock clench, buttock clench. I'm the happiest bar in the world. Oh, my God. I bet every single comedian <laughs> on the earth does the exact same thing when they get a, someone who can sign. That's true. Although I discovered something interesting before when I was watching the sign, and it was uh, when they say accordion... They look like they're playing the accordion. <laughs> so if you say accordion, 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 they stand there like they might be an accordion. It's the best. <laughs> All right. Now, speaking of the best, we have the best in the business when it comes to fact-checking. Yes. The From chocolate-voiced mountain god himself, Stu Late. Please welcome Stu to the stage. Woo-hoo. Brisbane journalist, man about town, raconteur. Hello, everyone. Listen to that voice. Say something in your amazing voice. Good evening and welcome to The Planting. Ooh. And Smart Enough to Know Better's oh. version. Don't you, don't you wish he was doing the podcast? It's a much nicer voice. You just took the wrong mic. Did I? Yeah. Oh, what a... Oh, get oh, him he off. said he was the best. And he is. He, All right. <laughs> so... At fact-checking. We've got a fact-checker. Yes. We've got prizes. But you're going to be judged, not by us two and fact-checked, well, just by fact-checked by Stuart. We have important, powerful, sexy, and intelligent judges here tonight. From the School of Ants, Australia, we have Kirsty Abbott. Kirsty Abbott, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the stage, Kirsty. Thank you very much. Step up to a microphone. Now, Kirsty, these guys are going to be in the audience feeling a little bit timid, going, oh, I don't know whether to tell the story or not. I don't know whether it's right. I don't know whether it's maybe a bit too is rude or it, a bit too <laughs> silly. Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Absolute wait. Hang well, on a minute. Stu will, but we won't. <laughs> we won't. We won't know the difference. Yeah, you want to come up and make up nonsense? That's fine. Because we could just cut it from the final edit. That's true. That's, it's well, true. We might do that. The magic too. of editing. So, Kirsty. Could you demonstrate to these people how it's done, how to tell a fascinating and exciting piece of science info? I, I, I can try. I'm a scientist that works on yellow crazy ants. And they're crazy because when you breathe on them, when you look at them, when they're running around, they go crazy. They run frenetically. And they form super colonies. Super colonies that when you walk into a rainforest, you would experience a three-dimensional carpet of moving, acid-spraying ants. Uh, I've, seen, I, I've seen that movie. It's called Aliens. <laughs> Low budget. <laughs> and I lived in these super colonies for three years. I watched them. I breathed on them. But when I breathed on them, they ran crazy. So what I actually had to do was look at them and go... <sighs> like a Japanese hopping vampire. You can't breathe near them. I have crazy people in my life and I hold my breath around them as well. <laughs> you must. Don't breathe on crazy people or ants. <laughs> These super colonies of ants, in one metre squared, there's up to 2,000 ants spraying acid. And on Christmas Island in the Indian Ocean, where a keystone species, the red crab structures the entire unique rainforest ecosystem. Yellow crazy ants can kill tens of millions of these crabs. When they kill the tens of millions of these red crabs, often within 24 hours of these crabs walking into a super colony, the entire ecosystem breaks down. There's weeds come up, leaf litter covers the forest floor. Weeds that in areas have never existed come through. Giant African land snails are secondary invaders and all of a sudden we have invasional meltdown. <laughs> You're in and trouble when the giant snails <laughs> yeah, are right. secondary. Phase. I'm coming for you. 
I'll be the, I'm gonna, whoo, you're in trouble now. Yeah, you, yeah, come on, man, don't walk away. It's gonna be, where'd he go? Oh man, those crazy ants. Don't breathe. Don't breathe. Okay. What is it? Snail breathe through. Pulmonary. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Thank you. Come on. Crabs aren't the only thing that are affected by ants, however, and as a researcher, I was affected a lot. These super colonies can be up to 800 hectares. And when you're in the middle of 800 hectares of a super colony of yellow crazy ants, you need to go to the toilet. It's not pretty. You can't have toilet paper. You have to lose leaves. There's ants everywhere. It's bad news, bad news. So it's humans, it's crabs, it's snails, it's weeds. It's the entire ecosystem on Christmas Island. They're infected by invasive ants. And the yellow crazy ant in particular. And I've booked us tickets to go, Greg. Yay! <laughs> That's <laughs> Thank you very much to Kirsty. Thank you very much. Kirsty, if you'd like to take a seat. Ooh. Kirsty will be number one of our judges judging you, the storytellers, tonight. For our second judge tonight, we have Richard Dennis. Woo! <laughs> Richard is the chief economist at the Australia Institute. That's pretty exciting. That's actually pretty cool. We've never had an economist on the show before, so I'm really excited. <laughs> or in my life. Or Look in at my <laughs> finances. <laughs> Well, let me first say that the first fact is that economists think that economics is a science. Now, some people might question that, but none of them uh, work in my profession. So, uh, <laughs> I, I can't do better than mega colonies of ants that spray acid in your face. So and I'm, your bum. Or, and let's not even go with the, what happens when you go to the toilet. Yeah. But, so rather than scare you like that, I, I just want to shock you. I want to shock you with how <laughs> wrong you are. Uh, because economists have this thing where we know we're right and we think that everyone else is wrong. So let's just test something here. Oh. Um, put up your hand if you think that someone who is on the dole would be defined as unemployed. Yeah. Right. We've got our hands right. up. Okay, so we got... We, we got. Can everyone see all the wrong people? Yeah. A, th oh. a third of people have tentatively put their hands up. Professional idiots. <laughs> High five. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Okay. Let me explain to you a fact about how economists measure unemployment. Economists think that an unemployed person is a person who worked for less than one hour's last week. Last week? who was actively seeking employment last week okay. and who was ready to start work immediately. Right. So what happens is the ABS, the Australian Bureau of Statistics, go out every month and they survey 30,000 households and they ask people, did you work for more than one hour last week? I worked for less than one hour and my boss well, then is you... irate. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you worked for less than one hour, you might be unemployed. Ooh. But you would then I will be soon. <laughs> but remember, you had to be actively seeking work, and right. you have oh, to. Oh heavens no! No, that's not And in you my have MO. to be ready to start immediately. So let's figure out what that means. Okay. If you worked for two hours last week, yes. At minimum wage, you are not unemployed. You are not included in official statistics of unemployment. Oh, okay. If you worked for uh, zero hours last week, 
and you were looking as hard as you could for a job, but you perhaps had kids that you were caring for. And when they said, could you start work immediately, you said, well, no. No, I'd have to find care for my kids. Yes. You wouldn't be unemployed. Uh, okay. So when you hear that there's about 500,000 unemployed people, keep in mind that's just how many people there are who worked for less than one hour, were actively seeking work, and could start immediately. There's about another one or one and a half million people who probably <laughs> feel unemployed. Right. But remember how I started this. We don't care how you feel. <laughs> We're economists and you're wrong. <laughs> Richard Dennis. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And now our third judge for the evening from ABC Radio. That's right. I'm not sure whether he has or hasn't ever played the accordion. <laughs> yes! Please welcome to the stage, Spencer Hausen. Spencer Hausen! Hello. Is the, the, the accordion is sometimes called the squeeze buttocks, isn't it? The squeeze box? Yes! <laughs> I was determined to do that at least once while I was here. <laughs> Didn't think it would be so fast. <laughs> well, you have a story to tell us, I do believe, Mr. Housen. I do. Hello, everyone. It's oh, a huge so nice. crowd it is, it is. tonight, isn't it? They're all here for you, Spencer. Okay, cats. A cat fact. Oh. None of that insect sex stuff from last oh, time. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to watch this. <laughs> I'm going to stand between you. Okay. It's really very simple, but I, was ama- I love cats. Yes. And I only just learned that cats have a dominant paw. Did you know that? There are left-handed cats and right-handed cats. Front or back? Front, clearly. Right. I don't know. I just made that bit up. I should I should Fact check that. Clearly, if the front left is dominant, the back left is dominant. Is it? it? Clearly. Uh... Now, I just want to ask the audience here to put your hand up if you're left-handed, if your dominant hand is left. Can you just put your hand up? Now, it should be 10%. should be around about that's 10%. That's about right. Yeah, now, just about keep... 10%. Oh, There's a lot more of people creative people. Hands. There's a lot of people raising their hands saying they're left-handed with their right hand. Oh. <laughs> They fact just, check, fact check. Thank you, fact checker. They're really, that's a very good observation. <laughs> now, just sorry, just keep your hands up. Now, it should be that if you are left-handed, there's a higher likelihood that you are male than female. Oh. That's, just, that's just in humans. I can't see the whole audience. You can put your hands down now. Yes. For the, well, the inhuman part of the audience. Like the, do we have well, a, actually, it was mostly women with their left hands in the air, but there are some left-handed men just holding beers going... Uh, oh, no, really. really. Ruined! Ruined! The sinister hand. So with cats, yes. it is also more likely that the left dominant pawed cat is a male cat. That is my fact. There you go. Thank Ooh. you much, Spencer Housen. So is that now, Spencer, can we yeah. dig a bit deeper? Yeah. Is that work for all mammals or just cats and humans? I don't know. Good answer! That's a good answer, Spencer Housen. Thank you very much. Right. Excellent, excellent. The best way to figure out whether a cat is left-handed is to send it a package and see which hand it signs with. That's, <laughs> that's true. Now, which one it throws a punch with. Also, we've worn out our first sign language person and they had to replace them already. 
but just by saying squeeze buttocks too many times, yeah. it's, it's very muscular intensive. <laughs> now, now. The new signer starts signing disdainfully. No, no. <laughs> this is not what everyone... Dim's fighting signs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I would like you to everyone put your left hand in the air. Okay, now your right hand in the air. Okay, now both hands in the air. If you would like... To tell a story about a science fact, please leave your hand in the air. Oh, yes, we have some people. Oh. Fantastic. Well, we have a couple of brave patrons. Well done. Very brave patrons. I want to pick... Hang on. Now, keep your hands up, please. There's a gentleman there with the... Yes, that's him. The man is having his head pointed at. You, sir, can you stand up, please? With the red shirt and the black jacket. That's oh, I'm very colourblind. So no yeah, I know. That's what I'm trying to help out. <laughs> come on up, come on up, please. With the red or green shirt and no, no, black oh, jacket. Oh, okay, wrong one. Okay, I was... Big hand. <laughs> I'll get the to first you later. Brave person on the stage. Hello. So, <laughs> come up this way, please. Through the mud of the planting. So much. Oh, you could see someone who hasn't been to these festivals very often because I went, what's the perfect thing to wear? To the planning festival. Ah, oh, some nice, clean, tan slacks. <laughs> They're going to survive like gangbusters, aren't they? Can you please welcome to the stage the biggest round of applause you've given tonight, Peter. Thank you, Peter. There we go. Welcome, Peter. Welcome. Well done. Yeah, right, no, 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 too, too much. You're intimidating him. Pull it back, pull it back. So, uh, do you do much public speaking? You familiar uh, with the microphone? Every night at home. You look, <laughs> you look super laconic. In, like, into his hairbrush. You've lost that love and feeling. <laughs> so, you're not too anxious? You're pretty comfortable? Mm, like, just yeah. shake it out. Shake it out. He seems pretty chill. Oh. He's like... He does yeah. seem very chill. I do yoga every morning. Oh, oh, nice. oh that's... That's the way to do it. <laughs> All right, I do yogurt every morning. It's a very messy business to stretch with that. What? So, Peter, you have a science tidbit for us, something exciting, something to make everyone thrilled. This one thrills me. It's geomorphology. Oh, what's, oh okay. Hands up, all those who love geomorphology. Yeah, come on, over, hands up. This one is about the union of Queensland and New South Wales. Right. So it's really Woodford because there's half the audience is from Queensland, the other half's from Queensland. So, <laughs> but there's 10% like the left-handers from New South Wales. Right. So as the Condamine River system changes into the Boulogne River system around St George... And then it goes down to Dirrambandi and it crosses the New South Wales border. And about at Dirrambandi, if you look at a satellite Im image, our fact checker will Which be doing that is, right now. Yes. <laughs> um, and if you go home and look at a satellite image of that part of the Murray-Darling Basin system, it breaks up from this stream, single bedded stream, 
into this enormous alluvial fan that stretches from Willamaringal in the west to the Narran Lakes in the east, right. about 200 kilometres wide. Some of these branches join into the Darling River, some end in lakes, some just fade out. And then when you look again at this alluvial fan from a satellite image, you can see the shapes of the modern rivers. And in, from above, they're shaping like this. And then you can see... Hang on, hang on. This is an audio podcast. So when he says shaping like this, wiggling downwards like... They're wiggling down with a wavelength of the meanders of about a kilometre or two. And the amplitude of of the meanders of about... Half a kilometre. That's right. That sounds like a pretty big meander. And then, to me. no. super, uh, und, underlying that, you can see the Paleo Channel. Say the word Paleo Channel. What's that word mean? Ancient river. Oh, there you go. That and makes sense. They've got wavelengths of several kilometres and amplitudes of several kilometres. So from much, much bigger. A previous yes. climatic phase. Just go home, rush home, or if you've got your mobile mobile devices, <laughs> uh, smart ass phones, or something like that, then do it on that. <laughs> that's so my amazing fact. That's Thank you, cool. So, 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 well done, so Peter. Thank you. If if the modern if the modern rivers were a sound uh, a wavelength of sound, it'd be like treble, and the ancient rivers would be bass. I'm no good at music. Right. Oh, all right, all right. Um, so why... Is this a music festival? So no, why it's not. Are old... It's a tree planting festival, that's why I came. <laughs> why, are, why are ancient rivers have that, that huge wavelength? What's different? Is it the terrain? Is it just they got old and slow? Um, there are lots of things to do with the, uh, the maximum discharge of the water flowing down, but, and uh, probably also... There's this amazing, amazing thing that when soil gets wet and then the water drops and there's a little cliff left there, like the bank of the river, the weight of that riverbank is two or three times what it was when it was dry, so it slumps, you know, little landslides along the edge of the river. So that it was a climatic regime in the last ice age when these rivers flowed occasionally and flooded and then they dropped. Right. And, and then the banks slumped more often. Yeah. There you go. And, well, so, and so the stream migrates, the outside of the banks migrate cool. mm. laterally more than they do okay. today. With I'm going to yell the only thing I know about this. Oxbow Lakes. That's all I'm going to say. Oxbow Lakes? Oxbow Lakes. Oh. I knew Peter would get excited if I said Oxbow Lake. That would just be something. But okay. That's for another time, Peter, another that, time. That does make sense because I know that most of the people, as they get older, their discharge does change. It does change. So it becomes more frequent happens. Yeah. and you can't right. sleep through the night. A big round of applause to Peter. Yes. But now he has to face... Oh, Peter, 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 now you have to face the judges. Judges. Uh, Let's start with Kirsty. Now, Kirsty and Richard and Spencer will be scoring out of ten. Yes. And they'll be being added up over here. What have we got? Interesting. Well told. True. What about audience? Come on. This is not a democracy. That's Thank you for the people who don't like democracy. Well done. (laughs) But they do like GMO (laughs) politics. You've done this before. Well, I like 
the fact that there was there was participation, there was audience participation. <laughs> I saw lots of nodding going on and mm-hmm. smiles, and I know that area. I can relate to that. And I saw people say, yes, and we all said words, and we repeated <laughs> after you, and we thought about discharge, and I thought mm. that was really, mm. really good. So I think well told. I'm high on well told. Interesting. We all live on this land. Sure. It's interesting to all of us, and we're here for the same reason. High on interesting. Accurate? Well, Peter, I know that you know this river system. <laughs> and so I have top marks for accuracy. I'm going to go an eight and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. We should have actually checked with the fact checker. We should have checked with the fact checker. Well, Peter might, might know his stuff, but does he, Stuart he does, Lee? He does. He is 100% accurate in all things that he's mentioned tonight. It's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, Stuart. Thank you. Random man right. backing up this man. Let's comments. move on to our second judge, you won't Richard. find this on bloody Wikipedia, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it's... Um, but it is accurate. It's, it's quite clearly the, the best audience uh, presentation we've had tonight so far. Uh, Hang on a so, minute. Um, am I allowed to inquire for... Please do. Um, have you considered, Peter, the, the hypothesis that the rivers used to be bigger because dinosaurs were big? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Good answer. Because you didn't expand on that in mm, your presentation. Mm. I kept waiting for mm. dinosaurs because mm. I like dinosaurs. Oh, we all like dinosaurs. Yeah, right. We've all been waiting 60 million years. It's <laughs> true. 65. Still the birds. Oh, fact birds. check. Fact check. Oh, well, you've just lost half a point. Uh, <laughs> As I said, it's the, it's the best I've heard from the audience tonight. So I, I'll, I was going to go with eight, but now it's seven and a half. Seven and a half. Seven and a half points. Ooh, harsh. Right. Oh, Richard's that's... the hanging judge Hey, that's, that's better than 50%. That's true. That's, that's pretty that's good. That's pretty, yeah, that's right. Spencer. Oh, Richard's the hanging judge, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say hello to Rachel Smith first, who's already tweeted that tonight's show, this podcast, is awesome and hilarious. She's somewhere over there because that's where the photos come from. So thank you to Rachel. Thank you. And I am paying attention, but I can tweet at the same time. Can we get get that awesome and hilarious fact check? Yeah, yeah, that's true. uh, Is that true? Is that true? Is it really hilarious? Um, We are awesome and hilarious. Thank you, fact checker. Um, I like to give myself room to move, so I don't like to start too high. Uh. So I'm going to say five. Oh! Which, because, oh. late, because later you, I, I made. <laughs> now to bring him back, you got to clap your hands. And go, I believe in fairies. I believe in fairies. Oh, he's back. He worked. I'm not saying that it was bad. I'm just giving my... I've been here before, and if you start with eight and a half, you really muck yourself Some up. Some cute little nine-year-old kid comes up, and everyone wants to give him 15, and... All right. Ugh. So, there was, uh, there was eight and a half, seven and a half, and five. Thank you very much, Peter. We mind returning to your seat. Thank you. Well, that was a good start. Geomorphology. We haven't had a geomorphologist on before. That's pretty exciting. Would someone else like to tell a fact? Tell a fact? Yes, that person I was talking to before. That's like, would you like to come up, sir, please? Excellent. We wouldn't, it'd be awesome if a lady got up next time. That, next, we'll get you next. That's right. I just make your mind, but just, okay, that's fine. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. 
Hello, sir. This way, please. Dan, cover the silence. All right. Well, um, it makes sense that there aren't a lot of women putting their hands up because women are underrepresented in STEM, in science. So, uh, which, it sucks, but, you know, why break trend? Who's that? No? Thanks, Boo. Thank you, Dan. Can you please welcome to the stage, stage, David. (laughs) (laughs) But you have to say squeeze buttocks. Squeeze buttocks. There you go. Nice. Thank you very much. (laughs) Welcome to the stage. Now, David, you have come up on the stage. Are you feeling okay? Are you you confident? I'm I'm very nervous. Are you you very Very nervous? nervous, You can keep touching me. It's fine. It's a nice shirt, isn't it? It's it's smooth. Oh, I know. That's why I wear it. Now, David... What is your fact about tonight? Um, it's Elemental, dear Watson. Is it? <laughs> Please go on. I'm all ears. You all remember at school, you all learnt the periodic table. I guess. What's Hi- that? Hydrogen, yes. helium, lithium, beryllium, boron, carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, fluorine, neon, sodium, magnesium, aluminium, silicon, phosphorus, sulfur, blah, 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 blah. But yes, I learned that fact too. check that. Wow, that's it. I have a wasted youth. <laughs> But wait, there's more. <laughs> there are. <laughs> when you're at school, you learnt the periodic table, and it was fixed, sacred almost. It was. Yeah. It was like a big wall, a bit like the Berlin Wall. It was up there, and you knew the exact order. <laughs> it made me feel the same way too. And nothing would ever change. <laughs> yes. But it has. What? One of the problems is that they. Scientists, they, <laughs> aliens, have have been finding new elements. What? Yes. I what? Know. No. And you can imagine what happens. You built the wall, yes. And someone finds another brick at the end, a new one. What? And it's got to go in a special place. What the heck is going on? So it's a bit like the Berlin Wall, right? <laughs> the whole bloody thing gets knocked down, right? And you've got to build a new one with the new brick. Can, really? Yes. So new elements so, are being discovered. So everything that you learnt is dated. <laughs> Been told that before. Man. Wait, okay. wait, wait. Dated. So, so, so helium dated, boron dated, <laughs> carbon dated. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Dan Beeson, everyone. Okay, can you name any of these new elements which you so supposedly exist? Well, some of them, of course, are rare earths. Okay. They're, they're the ones in the middle. Okay. They're in the middle? Things like lithium. We, we knew about lithium you know, a long time it's ago. It's in the new Coke. <laughs> <laughs> but lithium, that's, they, we've that's known that for a long time. Yeah, but that's, there's other ones. But okay, anyway, okay. what are we Fire, earth, <laughs> like those are two. Yes. That's wind. Shut up, Dan. <laughs> but Shut today... The really amazing thing that's come through on the news feeds today... Yes, today, is very day. ...a new element's been discovered... Yes. ...at Woodfordia. Right. Has it. And you'll never guess what it is. Is it love? If it's love, I'm going to be very no, upset. Wait for it. <laughs> wait for it. It's called the element of surprise. <laughs> Dan, Dan, I have a feeling that, that that was the longest setup for a joke I've ever heard. That was pretty long. I think we just got taken for a ride. We just really did. And the citizens of Woodfordia, yes, dem- democratically, 
we, we have democracy in Woodford. Uh, I don't like it. It's, never catch on. it's up to them to decide what the symbol will be for surprise. And we may get some help from surprise. What's going on? <laughs> I'm looking it's forward to going yes. to the judges. Yes, yes. No, hang on, hang on. That's right. Now, first up, I want to have this faint round of applause for David. We treat everyone equally no matter what they did to us. <laughs> Now, Judge. Now. Yes. Uh, oh, sorry, fact checker. Stuart Late. There yes. haven't been disqualified, have they? Not yet. Please just stay there. We will tell you very soon, David. There have, been, there have been four new elements added to the periodic table just this year. Elements 113, 115, 117 and 118. Right. And there is a petition out to name one of them Lemium after Lemmy Kilmister, who was the basis from Motorhead, who died right. earlier this year. So that's true. Yes, that is true. That's all true. Right. What about the element of surprise? He looks a bit shocked, which is a bit, which is a bit unfortunate, really. I'm slightly surprised I was asked to answer that question. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, well, we're going to go right to the judges now with Kirsty. Oh, yes, but why not? Well, I was surprised to hear that's not something <laughs> like that was learnt about at the same stage as Oxbow Lakes mm-hmm. was the periodic table. It was good. And I did know about the four new elements and I was excited to think that you might name them unobtainium or something as surprising <laughs> as unobtainium. Can't find you. Ununceptium, ununoptium. Yep. Accuracy zero. Sorry. Zero. <laughs> zero Zero points. points. <gasps> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he said five and you almost lost your mind. Kirsty said zero and you were like, that's fair enough. Yeah, I got accuracy yeah. zero, but it was quite well told. And I thought it was a little bit interesting because we have the periodic table on the back of our toilet door and I'm a bit obsessed with it. <laughs> so I'm going to go, I'm going to go five. A five! Boo! Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Richard. Um, well, I'll have to take the scientist's assessment of the accuracy, uh, so I'll focus on the metaphor. We didn't rebuild the Berlin Wall, just in case. David's trying. You started with the metaphor of the Berlin Wall, and then you said we had to destroy that. I'm like, oh, yeah, all right, sort of. And then we have to rebuild it. Well, like, yeah, that's not a popular opinion. No, no. Vote one, David. And I thought that that kind of clashed with your sense that democracy was yeah. important. So... Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, again, I have to take the, uh, the scientist's lead on the accuracy. Metaphorically, you let yourself down there. So um, uh, I think I'll go with six and a half. Six and a half. Well done. Spencer, how are you going to hand judge this one? Do you know what it costs to buy a periodic table? <laughs> no. no. What's the name of the bookshop on the corner of Albert and Elizabeth? Is that a Dimmock's? I think so. $400 to buy a hanging periodic table for your wall. Right. Just go on the internet. Four, but, and then they you go buy a real, yeah. real table for but that. Seriously, we were going yes. down the escalator. There, and then, anyway, yes. that's not funny. I just, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> astounded. And, and the by economist that. next to you is very upset. Oh, yeah, yeah, was that right? <laughs> I, I was actually, uh, until you came to the end, I was thinking I didn't really need to give myself that much downward room <laughs> as I had given myself. <laughs> but, because I'm like, yeah, we, we all heard that in the news, we knew about the new, but the gag, I'm going to use that on the radio on Monday. <laughs> and so I pay you, my friends, with a couple more points than the other bloke. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten! Thank you, Dave. Thank you very much. I'd like to return to the audience. Fantastic. 
Now, we promised I, a new person, so I go on, Daniel. I know that some people have actually tried to collect all the elements, like made a table mm. and got a little, like, a bit of helium, it's a bit really of hydrogen, dangerous. and, like, like, lumps of rock and stuff, but they can't get all of them because some of them would set the table on fire. Yes, or destroy your genetics and turn you into a puddle. Oh, yeah, you yeah. don't want too much uranium yes, on the dinner that's table. that's true. Or some of them are so, like, cesium is so, so reactive that they, when they react with the water, they'd explode. The energy given off would blow up. Mythbusters, boom. Anyway. All right. Uh, there was a uh, uh, female human over here. Hello, female, uh, female human. human. Female human, come on up. While Greg Hello. escorts our female human to the stage, keep in mind that you can take out your, your iPhone or smart device right now and put smart enough no better into it, and you could hear hours and hours and hours of these exciting facts. Fantastic. No one's doing it. That's <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Lily! <laughs> Lily's legal fashion, yes! How are you doing, Lily? Are you, are you anxious? I'm good. You, do you speak much in front of microphones? No, so? I don't. No? A little bit anxious? <laughs> Not now Not? that I'm up here. I'll probably just talk to you. Okay, sure. Well, <laughs> forget they're there. Yeah. They're Imagine that they're all in someone else's underpants. Okay, yeah. Now, if you're going to talk to us, move your head on the was that Was that so, meant to make you feel yeah. better? No. <laughs> Thanks, man. I just like think, thinking about people in underpants. Good, good. Really like, good. I'm thinking of, like, that guy. Yeah. Something real lacy. <laughs> it's so good. Everyone do it. <laughs> oh, it's working for me. <laughs> Lily, tell us your science tidbit. Okay. I don't know how interesting it is. I study plant science, so I find it really interesting. Yes, plant science. But, I eat um, them. <laughs> so... I was always under the assumption that these ancient and old forests, we should protect them because they're accumulating carbon. Right. But in explain, my... Can you explain that, please? Are they like, how, how does a forest accumulate carbon? So, you know, everyone knows about carbon. It's in the news and everything. Yes. But the idea it is... It's is, bad. It's like it's Justin bad. Bieber. It's bad. Yeah, that's, that's it's, 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 yeah, yeah, it's and, bad. And you want the trees to absorb it to get it out of the atmosphere, right. basically. Right, okay, good. And so I always thought these ancient forests that we were trying to protect, protect were absorbing all this carbon and how great that was. And, in fact, that is what they are doing. But they're also respiring, so, like, releasing carbon to a very similar extent to what they're... Oh, I don't know if they are. But that isn't the... It's not okay, oh, that's okay, negative. that's good. Thank goodness. So we should cut down old-growth forest and replace Burn it Burn like... everything. We're going to show it. Lily says, cut down all the old-growth forests. No, I think it's it was more... not a popular plan. No. I think it was more people tried to simplify it to make it protect, protect. And that's important because we don't want all the carbon going into the atmosphere. Right. But the, the exciting news and why we're all here is you want to plant the trees. Oh, I see. You want to plant okay. the trees yes. so that they accumulate the carbon. And I, I'm sure lots of you already knew this fact, but I think a lot of people don't understand it, that there are these trees, when they're fully grown, they're not actually accumulating that much carbon. And so the important thing is that we're planting the trees. Oh. So yeah. once a tree... So the trees aren't going to keep taking more carbon out of not growing anymore. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, they are accumulating carbon yes. through their leaves and everything, but they're also respiring, and the, the forest floor has decomposition. And, oh. you know, there's, a, there's a lot of carbon actually being released by these forests. Oh, okay. But, you know, I might be entirely inaccurate. <laughs> the fact you... And I look... Lily, I really appreciate you said that because this is what science is about. It's okay to be inaccurate. It's just being open to the fact you may be yeah. inaccurate. And this is a very general 
like concept, just like old forests. Okay, there we go. We, I know we want to trap the we want to trap the carbon. We want to bury it away. We don't want to just burn it and release yeah. it out. Yeah. And to add to it, I guess like something I learned recently was grasses actually accumulate a lot of carbon. Okay. You know, in these like arid areas and things like that. So like grasses are really great to plant because they grow really fast and then they die. They, I do you know that I heard that lawns were not as good as having like shrubs and stuff. Yeah. Is that not true? Well, I guess it depends on what you're comparing. Like in general, shrubs and grasses, that's very like difficult. Which one's growing faster? Which one's accumulating enough carbon? There we go. I also, I am burning some tyres out there right now. Is that going <laughs> to And with a... that startling fact, okay. we're going to cut over to Stuart Late. Stuart Late, the fact checker. Stuart Late, what can you help us with? There seems to be some disagreement online about okay. whether older trees absorb more carbon than... Or whether oh, younger gonna... trees absorb more carbon than older trees. But right. The, the current consensus seems to be yes. that older trees continue to grow and therefore absorb just as much carbon. Oh! I think that, it, that may be true, but the thing that I was talking about was the forest in general. You know, there's the, the, um, the mm. plants decomposing on the bottom of the, the forest floor that are releasing carbon. Oh, OK. Well, ah. we still, so it's the decomposition you're worried about yes. as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the forest in general, there's a lot of things going on. True. So, so we need more forest, not just knock down the old one and throw yeah. a new one. More forests, right. less car parks. Yes. <laughs> Unless they're tree car parks. Like with Swiss Family Robinson, you can like park their tree car in the... I'm old and I have TV shows, so I get it. Okay. <laughs> Anyone watch Swiss Family Robinson with a giant tree house? Thank you. It's like six people going, we're all so old. Ah. So that's what Stuart, is there any, any other facts? We'll check there? Overall, overall, we're in the right ballpark. The, right ball we're in the, we're in the, right ball the interesting about trees, is something we've talked about on the podcast before, the mind-blowing thing about trees, trees aren't dragging nutrients from the ground to make their trrunky bits, you know, that trunk thing. I don't come from the planet, it's fine. Leaves, anyway, branches, branches all sorts of bits of a tree. They're sucking the carbon from the air and putting it into their bodies. So a tree is a... Yeah, so they breathe in carbon <gasps> dioxide yeah. and they breathe out... Oxygen yeah. and the carbon gets locked inside them, and all that physical mass is bits of carbon sucked from the air. So trees are giant sucking. But then humans, yeah. we eat up all these food, we suck in oxygen, yeah. we bond carbon to the oxygen and breathe out our weight, and that's how we lose weight. It's not poo at all. <laughs> you you do lose weight by respiring, by the way. Yes, not a lot, unfortunately. No, heaps. All your weight is from like if you're oh, all yes. your weight loss. Oh, good is, point. Yes, we discussed this. Is respiring well. out. Yes. Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. We actually respire. Anyway, different story. Anyway, louder applause for Lily, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Oh wait, don't run away. Wait, I've jumped. I've jumped ahead. I got all excited about trees. Our poor sign writer is just spending so much time just going. <laughs> okay. As you go, I've changed my mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> No, we're going to go this way. We're going to get Spencer this time. So was it right? Was the story right? Half right. It's half right. Half right. Okay, so I was going to give you... I was going to give you 15, but it was only half right. So I'll give you seven and a half. Seven and a half! Well done! <laughs> it's often said that economists know the price of everything and the value of nothing, but <laughs> efforts to tackle climate change, economists are a bit obsessed with... 
the capacity of things to sequester carbon. So there's actually quite a big literature on, on what you're talking about. And, and my understanding is that certainly when it comes to selling carbon, the, the consensus is people accept that old growth forests do continue to sequester carbon. But I think there's an important distinction to make. There's a difference between a stock of carbon and a flow. And what an old growth forest does is it accumulates huge amounts of carbon. And even if it's not growing very fast and even if it's not accumulating much more, when we chop them down and burn them, huge amounts of carbon are actually released. So we actually have to separate two things. One is an old forest continuing to accumulate much carbon and two, if we got rid of that old forest, what would we do? And the answer is lose a lot back into yeah. the atmosphere. Mm. Because of learning science, I like to understand the distinction that a new up-and-coming um, forest is like accumulating lots of carbon. Mm. Yeah. Trick is just to lay a bunch of concrete over the top of the dead trees, surely. <laughs> like, that'd be a pretty wow, eco-friendly... No? Are you, so are much... you from Tasmania? That's right. uh, <laughs> so much carbon released in concrete. Uh, but, but I think it's a really important issue. I, I thought you explained it quite well. So uh, I, I'm going to go with 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10! 7 out of 10. And Kirsty. Well, firstly, Lily, I want to congratulate you because you are well on your way to becoming an ecologist and you clearly understand <laughs> that our ecosystem is complex and it's not just growing trees and cutting them down. That is about the carbon economy and the balance of things, particularly when carbon is such an important element in our atmosphere and on our terrestrial and marine systems too. So, well done. I'm really happy that you're doing this and studying this and understanding our Earth great. Secondly, I think your accuracy for the level of, that you're studying at is wonderful and you understand that decomposition as a process and an ecosystem service is, is contributing and that's wonderful too. So I think your accuracy and interest level for me is really high. I think you told it really well too because you said, you totally told these guys that you were just going to talk to them. You flagged your style and <laughs> you true. stuck to it and you chatted to them and I really, really liked that. I'm going to give you an eight. Yes, eight. Well done. Thank Thank you, Lily. You may return to the crowd. Thank you very much. Okay. Ooh. How much time have we got? We have got 13 minutes. We're coming Ooh. down to Ooh. the tail end. Okay. Uh, we, we might need... have time for a couple more people. Oh, Who's got the best one? Who's got the best one? That <laughs> guy over yes. there. He All sold right. me on it already. Thank you very much. Ladies, once again. Come on. Oh, sorry. Yes, sorry. Ninja. Mud Ninja. Let's go. Hello. If you don't win a shirt, perhaps you'd like to see me after the shirt and buy one of me. Or just follow him into the dark and hit him on the head. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, ignoring that assault charge, here is Ricky. Um, How you doing, Ricky? I'm very well. Good, oh, good. Yeah, I'm really well, good, thank good. you. Okay, so <laughs> my interesting fact is, first of all, that in Woodford, they're looking at putting free Wi-Fi everywhere. So that way the trees can have internet. How do trees connect to the internet? They log on. Oh! Oh! There's a real one. Oh! Okay. Oh! Okay. I love that like, half the people are just like, Bah! These people are here for science facts. Okay, so science facts. Don't mess them around. Look okay. what happened to David. That's I'll nice. give you two examples where burning fossil fuels has actually been beneficial Ooh. to the environment. So around about the 1700s in Cape Cod in... A, yeah, Google this one. About, 
1700s around Cape Cod, the pilgrims landed, they found iron ore, they had to smelt it. They would cut down a whole heap of the forest, the trees, and they would turn that into coal. They'd burn it, burn it, burn it, turn it into coal and use that for smelting the iron ore. That coal was then sent away to be burnt again to help the process of smelting. In Cape Cod, they actually deforested the entire area. When fossil fuels came along, they didn't need to burn the timber to smelt the iron ore. And therefore, they could actually start reforesting Cape Cod and animals started to come back into the area and now when you go there, it's got a lovely forest. First point. Where Fact fo- the first. So that's fossil fuel saving the environment there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yo, fossil fuels. Yo, fossil fuels. <laughs> All these dinosaurs didn't die for nothing. <laughs> um, the second time that fossil fuels have helped save the environment is... People used to burn, it was a mixture of alcohol and I think kerosene or one of the scenes. So the poor people used to burn this mixture and the lanterns were prone to explode. The rich people, however, were allowed, they could afford to buy whale blubber and whale oil, which burnt a lot cleaner. A very ecologically friendly fuel source. If you're a dolphin. Please please buy stocks in kill whale. No, no, no. Just throw some whales on the roof of your house to feed in electricity (laughs) from the sun. Well, that's what the blowhole for. That's where you put the candle. (laughs) Or you can just put a wind turbine and it just goes... So the whales, uh, the rich people needed this oil because it burned cleanly and didn't blow up like the other Mm. mixture that the poor people had. The whales are hunted to the point of extinction. However, with the introduction of fossil fuels... It was easier to burn fossil fuels than go chasing the whales. That was the second time that fossil fuels have actually helped save the environment in some way. There we go. Thank you to the Rio Tinto. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Can you please give Ricky a big round of applause? That was pretty cool. It's one of those things... He, he wasn't saying that the other 980,000 times we've burned fossil fuels <laughs> oh, was oh, good. Yes, Two balanced. times out of many. It's all balanced out. It's, it's fine. It's no, look, it's, it's good to say there are shades of grey. There are shades of grey in science. Shades of grey smog. Yeah, <laughs> shades of grey filling up the sky. <laughs> Fact checker. You're looking like a man quickly typing. <laughs> Most of that checks out. I am running into a, a, a lot of references to the whale oil myth, which I'm rapidly trying to read about, Ooh, but we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll but get, I, we'll get but back to that one. For the it checks out. Okay, well, Stuart's going to continue fact-checking the, the whale blubber pass, but I think we'll start with Richard on the scoring. Uh, Hard without knowing all the facts. Can, can the fact-checker look at the data on the number of whales caught? Because I think what you'll find is uh, after we switched from sailing ships to diesel-powered ships, we got a lot better at killing whales. <laughs> it's uh, true. They couldn't run anymore. And, and, and the ocean's big and you can't hide in it. And, and keep in Why mind... Why am I happy about this? And there are people in the room here slightly older than me who will remember that we were catching whales from Australia mm. as late as the 1970s. So no-one's ever suggested all fossil fuels have been burnt solely with the intention of destroying the environment. <laughs> but I do think that your second one is, is not factually correct because we actually got a lot better at catching whales with fossil fuels and we killed them almost to extension in the 1950s, 60s and 70s. So perhaps it was that they weren't catching them for the oil to burn, maybe they were catching them for a different reason. Just for giggles, really. <laughs> uh, just look! 
We've, all, we've gone out, had a boat party, being, killed were, a few whales, it happens. Well, You've well, seen the people who've got the cow skull on the front. Yeah. Nothing like a Land Rover, the whale skull on the front. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the Japanese, after, you know, 50 years of scientific <laughs> experimentation, have concluded... After all that That's harpooning yeah. of whaling, that whales do taste best with soy sauce. Uh, just... That's what scientific whaling is for. So I, I'm going to have to give you a 5 out of 10 on oh, that. Oh, 5 out of 10. 5 out of 10. I'm going to assume that 5 was for one story and the 0 is for the other story. <laughs> He's fighting for marks. Kirsty? Oh, well, actually, how's our fact-checking oh, going? Oh, sorry, Stuart, are you, you fact-checking? How, how do you feel? The whale oil myth seems to be more of an economic reference than a... Uh, but it refers to that, that story about the petroleum taking over from whale oil, so... Sounds like a six yep. to me. <laughs> 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 All right. I really... I found that really interesting, and partly because I'm more interested in the grey areas. Grey areas are all through life, right? It's never black and white. It's never whale oil or petroleum, you know? It's never that. You don't want a solar-powered ambulance turning up to your house, do you? You, No! (laughs) (laughs) No? You want a bit of everything. I don't know how to answer that question. redundancy in the system. I found it really interesting, and I think alternatives to energy and alternatives to doing things in life are really important to talk about, and I loved that aspect to the story, because science is never going to tell you the very best thing to do. It's going to tell you one of the best things to do, and there's lots of other good things to complement that too. So I found it interesting, the factual correct thing, a little bit lower on that, perhaps. I'm going to give you a seven and a half. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Spencer looks like a goblin. (laughs) (laughs) The trees are going to be able to log on. Eight out of ten, you're a funny guy. (laughs) I hate that that was rewarded. Oh, I feel sick in the Greg yes. we have come to the end of the show. We have. Give David a word. So Ricky, a big round of applause, please. Big round of applause, Anyways. Ricky. That means it is time to figure out who is the winner. We need to have winners. We have three people tonight. Did, how, how many people did we do? Four. Four? You know what? Four people tonight. I'm going to give out an extra shirt. Oh, what? Yeah. What madness because is this? How mean is it to just go, oh, you're the loser. You get nothing. That's what makes competitions fun. And everyone can point at that person and go, loser. Tell you what, we'll give them a shirt you can punch them. Yes. <laughs> All of our competitors just ran. <laughs> Don't worry, he's totally feeble. Okay, so what we need to do is... What we need to do is find out what the places were yes. for our performers tonight. Yes, yes, please. So should we go... We should go in ascending order, so... Ascending order. Ascending order. All four Ultimately. people, come up, please. All four people, come to the side stage. Big round of applause. Go crazy, ladies and gentlemen. Come on. Look at them. Titans of science. Look at them. They are brave. You were not brave enough to get up. At least be brave enough to go absolutely crazy pants. And what's important to remember is even if you come fourth, you still placed better than all of those losers. Losers! Please download my podcast. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Did did he just sign what I think he signed? Did losers? The signer holds his hand up to his head and puts an L on his forehead using his forefinger and thumb. Yes! Yes! Yes, yes. 
Okay, so whatever. in fourth place, placing out all everyone else in the room, yes. who do we have? We have on 18.5 points, David. David! David! A round of applause for David. Thank you, David. You will get a T-shirt. Please get off the stage. You will get a T-shirt. Thank you so much. <laughs> we need a new element. If you don't get bronze, you oh. need a new element for fourth. <laughs> Why? What? What's happened is, to my? Is scorn an element? <laughs> <laughs> Just wait down there. <laughs> Thank you, David. Okay, in third place third tonight. Third place. Third place tonight on a score of twenty point five points. It's Ricky. 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 Twenty point five. Ricky. Thank you very much. Well done, well Ricky. Well done. Nice and done. Step forward, please. The final contenders in these Hunger Games of Science. Come on up. Our tributes tonight. <laughs> In second place on 21 points, we have Peter. Peter! Well we done, Peter. For Peter. Which means well done, Peter. First so, place. what well does done, that mean? Well Who's our winner tonight? Where are you going? You know, <laughs> hang, so, hang on, haven't you worked out what this means? Okay, no one tell her. It's going to be a good surprise. And the winner is... On 22 points. Well done. Please. Can, how do you feel being the winner tonight? The smartest did a better live show at the planting. Do I get a slightly better shirt? Not anymore. Big you know, hand for Lily. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Lily. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you all so much for coming tonight. Let's get a big round of applause for our judges tonight. Kirstie. Richard. And Spencer. And a big round of applause for Stuart Lake, the chocolate-voiced mountain god. Say something, Stuart, in your beautiful voice. Goodbye, everyone, and enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank a you big very... thank you to our signers tonight. That's right. Our our squeeze buttock. Yes. Thank you so much for putting up with Greg. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check out the website or download yes. the podcast. This is Greg Wah. Thank you very much. And this is Dan Beeston. Thank you all so much. Good and night. good night. the shape of the land goes. I saw that cartoon in the 80s. It was like, Geomorph... No, <laughs> Voltron. So, please continue, Peter. Right. This As one's if a, he had not one. interrupted you at all. <laughs>